Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. My name is Darren, I am your host, and today we're going to be talking about Mountains from Parade. Recorded on the 30th of November 1985 at the warehouse at Washington Avenue uh, in Eden Prairie, and released on the 31st of March 1986, so only a four-month gap from recording to release. On the track we have Prince and the newly extended revolution, uh, Wendy and Lisa, Bobby Z, Brown Mark, Dr. Fink, of course, uh, Susanna providing some extra vocals and the introduction here of Michael Weaver uh, playing guitar and Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss. Michael had been on tour with Prince. Uh, Eric Leeds had played on a couple of other tracks um, on this album, but this is the introduction of Atlanta Bliss. Uh, the, the trumpet player whose name previously was Matt Blistain. But I guess having two Matts in the band was going to be too confusing for Prince because you already had Matt Fink. So he was like, well, from now on, you're from Atlanta, you're Atlanta Bliss. <laughs> uh, the track is 3 minutes and 58 on the album. There is a 12-inch version, which is 9.56. Um, and the kind of... That's been remixed by um, Shep Pettibone, interestingly enough. Um, and there is a longer version of the song that plays over the end credits to the film Under the Cherry Moon. Um, it just mostly repeats the kind of riff that comes after the horns um, for kind of the rest of the credits uh, as, as the crew credits roll mostly. Uh, joining me today to talk about this is Tim Holsizer. Hello, Tim. Hello. Mountains released as a single on the 7th of May 1986. Uh, on 7-inch, the 12-inch was released on the 12th of May, 1986, uh, and on the 2nd of June, 1986, over here in the UK. The B-side is Alexa de Paris, uh, which is one of the few B-sides that is not included on the Hits the B-sides collection, and so it remains essentially just a B-side and nothing else. It features in the film because it's an instrumental, so it's just a bit of score, basically, uh, that features in the film. The single itself, Mountains, um, it performed okay, I would say. Um, it, it got to number 45 over here on the charts. Uh, now, our charts only start at number 40, so that is not a great success. <laughs> um, but on the Billboard Hot 100, it got to number 23. Obviously, Kiss was the previous single, and, you know, that was quite a big hit. Right. You know, I think a little of that was kind of still carrying over. You know, Kiss was still in the charts uh, when this was released. The film wouldn't be released for another two months after this single. Um, Warner Brothers um, quite carefully had all of the singles basically released before the film came out. And then, you know, by the time... the it's, What's odd is by the time the film came out, you know... Um, essentially mountains is is the end credits so people would have already seen the end of the film if they'd have seen the video for mountains <laughs> uh, but i mean not technically not the end of the film but you know like plays last before before it goes to black right but yeah so i mean uh it's interesting trying to figure out what genre this this song is because i mean i guess you could just say it's a straight up pop song um that's what it sounds like to me yeah yeah I, I would say so it's it's you know as usual with prince it's got a good beat but it's not exactly a dance beat or anything it's it's got a sort of the piano has a nice rolling feel to it but uh it's definitely in the pop genre and there's a very kind of um insistent bass line yes uh, the kind of like descending bass that, that is kind of the first two bars of every four bars i bet i guess is the best way to describe it that kind of uh, it kind of goes down the start of each line yeah. and then you kind of, you know, it holds kind of at the bottom and then it starts back up. Um, that's kind of goes throughout the song. There are a few live performances of this that you can find on YouTube. Uh, the, the most recent of which is just the revolution 
without Prince um, for obvious reasons. Um, and you can really hear the kind of bass that, that Mark Brown is, uh, you know, playing on there. Of course, called Brown Mark by Prince. Um, and you can really kind of hear him kind of playing that bass line. And that, that is kind of one of the, the signatures of this song. Um, and I would say the drums as well are really, you know, there's a point in the lyrics where, <laughs> where where Prince does actually say Bobby on the drums. And on the video, they kind of point towards Bobby Z and he kind of, you know, gets to play a little tiny bit of a solo. Mm. Um, only like a half a bar or something, but still, you know, like uh, the drums are very kind of um, prominent and, uh, you know, obviously the horns um you know worth mentioning that it is the debut of atlanta bliss because this is the first time where we get that kind of saxophone and trumpet kind of um, line like copying each other um and really kind of filling out the horn bit and you know there's there's kind of a little bit of a breakdown where where we get kind of like a horn solo um you know really oddly enough considering that prince was on the verge of firing the revolution (laughs) this is really a song that kind of you know showcases a lot of the of the band and even in the video you have like uh, you know, uh, I think it's Wally Safford and, and uh, Greg Brooks are like dancing along with Jerome Benton um, on one side of the video. And then, you know, when Prince says and the girls sing, it kind of highlights Wendy and Lisa, um, you know. So it's really the video is kind of showing all the rest of the band playing and, and the song itself really has lots of kind of emphasis on different elements from the band. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, tes- a good testimony to how good that band is. And uh, sad that it ended when it did, but... You know, in terms of the, like, it's the credit is given, you know, for writing is, is you know, Prince and the Revolution. Uh, Wendy and Lisa, you know, they said that they, they kind of um, came up with the, the, the kind of hook and, and the main kind of basis of the song and then took it to Prince and then he kind of like added some lyrics and then took sole credit. Um, something which I feel was kind of a little prevalent during the Prince and the Revolution days. Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Did happen sometimes. I have to say yeah. that uh, even though this charted when it did, um, I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, non-Super Prince fans have kind of forgotten this one. And I, I think that as far as things go from from that soundtrack, people remember Kiss above all, but... You know, this is such a really good song. I wish more people knew about it or remembered it. And, you know, the lyrics themselves are kind of um, <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> you know. Pr- <laughs> Which I like. Prince is back. Yeah, Prince is back up in his falsetto, starting off with Once Upon a Time. Which is, you know, <laughs> it's such a kind of, it's such a cliche. I think even in the mid eighties, you know, kind of Prince trying to claim it back is a little bit odd. But yeah, once upon a time in a land called Fantasy, seventeen mountains stood so high. Um, seventeen, of course, you know, the the B side to for for one of the songs off of um, Purple Rain was called Seventeen Days. Mm. So obviously, this is you know, this is a number that's kind of coming back here. Um, and you know the sea surrounded them and together <laughs> they would be the only thing that ever made you cry and uh, you know I, 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 it doesn't make any sense i don't know what that's that's talking about but he yeah he creates his own mythologies doesn't he and you have you know you said the devil told you that another mountain would appear every time someone broke your heart he said the sea would one day overflow with all your tears and love will only be <laughs> and love will always leave you lonely <laughs> I, I i don't know it's 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 just one of these things where you, the subject of the song doesn't really matter i think you know the melody is fun enough that you don't really kind of care what he's singing about but i don't know <laughs> oh, yeah. it just seems kind of a bit nonsensical to me well until we get to the haystack of despair then it then it gets really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and of course the chorus is you know uh i say mountains and the sea 
Love will conquer if you just believe. And then, of course, the girls sing, It's only mountains and the sea. There's nothing greater than you and me. Mm-hmm. And in between each of those lines, we get this little, you know, the little horn riff there. Um, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's the music on this is so beautiful, you know, like it's so well constructed. And like you say, yeah, the band are kind of at their peak here. This is the kind of peak of their powers. Mm. And, you know, they just kind of, it doesn't matter what Prince is singing about over the top of this, you know, it's, it's just kind of like how, how well it all stands together. And you're right. You know, the next, the next verse is once upon a time in a haystack of despair, (laughs) happiness is sometimes hard to find, uh, Africa divided hijack in the air. I, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of like kind of airplane hijackings going on in the eighties, so maybe that's just a little kind of reference to that. I, and yeah. you know, I don't know. He says, he says it's enough to make you want to lose your mind. Um, and in the video, when he sings that line, we get a little shot of Kristen Scott Thomas kind of like yelling or something, <laughs> um, as if to represent her losing her mind. I don't, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, like I said, nonsense lyrics at this point, but still, you know, sung so well. Yes. Um, and mostly a kind of showcase for the musicians in the band. Um, and of course, you know, the chorus is, but I say, it's only mountains and the sea. Love will conquer if you just believe. Oh, and yeah. Then, it's only mountains and the sea. There's nothing greater than you and me. Um, and at this particular point, like most of the music kind of like drops out apart from like the beat. And Prince instructs guitars and drums on the one. And that's where we kind of, you know, leave it. And I think it's Wendy who shouts Bobby on the drums. And we get a little bit of Bobby Z kind of doing his solo. And then, you know, when Prince say when Prince starts singing the chorus again and saying it's only mountains in the sea, um, he kind of uh, to the side goes and the girls sing. And uh, Wendy and Lisa do indeed sing. There's nothing greater than you and me we get a kind of towards the end of the song there's that kind of breakdown mm-hmm. you know where you have a lot of the kind of uh the horn parts kind of not doing a solo but just kind of you know taking the main kind of medley of the melody of the song and and kind of you know just expanding on it a little bit um and and then kind of coming in with that kind of the riff you know kind of over and over again um, before we kind of get back to you know the the kind of uh, the verse kind of structure, and then at, at the very end uh, you, they kind of slip in the word starvation uh, <laughs> as it's sort of ending. You can kind of hear somebody say it, and I thought about yeah. I thought about that along with the the lyric Africa divided halfway through the song, and it's like I wonder if it's like you know because at this point apartheid was still was happening, and there was like. I remember at the time Ethiopia and the starving children were a huge thing in the news. So I wonder if he's like making some commentary about that. But it's it's very obtuse, especially when he's starting off talking about a land called fantasy and you know the haystack of despair. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you're going to make sensible points about apartheid and and you know the famine in Af- in Ethiopia, I I don't think you can kind of do it in this song. <laughs> I mean, I just I just love the kind of the, at this point you know the addition of Eric Leeds uh, was such a kind of you know an asset to Prince. Uh, you know, horns being the one thing that he could never himself play. Mm. So he always had to rely on someone and he always had to find a collaborator. And over, you know, from this point on until um, pretty much his final album, there's always someone that he can kind of collaborate with when it comes to the horns. Mm. Uh, obviously, in this case, it's Eric Leeds, um, who worked closely with Prince and, you know, Prince would, would kind of on a keyboard would play what he wanted the horns to do and they would kind of copy that and then, you know, to the point where Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss kind of almost, you know, instinctively knew what Prince wanted 
the horns to do on a song. And then later on, you had, um, you know, Kathy Jensen and, and the Hornheads uh, and obviously Candy Dolfer as well. You know, so the, he's, there's always been, you know, saxophonists and uh, various of the kind of like, um, you know, horn players that have ca- collaborated with Prince. But this is kind of the real start of um, particularly particularly that team. I think Atlanta Bliss and Eric Leeds are kind of my favorite horn players that Prince works with. Um, you know, and I think they have uh, a kind of distinct, they have a kind of distinct way of kind of counterpointing what Prince wants and kind of embellishing, you know, what would have been, I think, you know, like a decade before or five years before Prince would have done on synthesizers. And now he's actually getting like the live instruments. Um, And that's something, again, that kind of on this album has been particularly noticeable is the fact that Prince has moved away from from synthesizers and various and more towards the live band. Right. Um, And that's that's something. I mean, on Sign of the Times, he immediately kind of goes against that because he basically fires everybody and then kind of goes back to working by himself. And, you know, (laughs) Sign of the Times, you know, the signature track from that album is basically just. Uh, a sampler and prints so obviously you know live 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 instruments do okay for him but occasionally he still has to kind of work by himself but i think this is just a great showcase of the band and yeah you know it's such a catchy song you know i'm hoping that you know the the, the kind of the official prince youtube channel has been releasing videos every friday and some of those videos you know have, have never been seen before uh, in some cases, you know, and uh, and probably haven't ever been, you know, broadcast since the days they were they were first released mm. on the DVD of Under the Cherry Moon. You actually get uh, all the music videos uh, for the the singles from this album. So you know, and obviously this plays over the end credits. So if you just watch the film Under the Cherry Moon, you get to see the video for this anyway. But you know, I think you're right. People remember Kiss, but they don't really remember Mountains or Another Lover Holding Your Head or Girls and Boys like. And those are the other three singles from this album. Yeah. And they are all, you know, quite catchy songs. Um, but yeah, I think this is kind of, out of all the singles, I think this is the second best single off this album. I think so. You know, it, you, you're always going to be in the shadow of Kiss, I think. That's the problem right. <laughs> with this album. Yeah, that was just such an immediate uh, earworm that the other ones, you know, fell by the wayside a bit. But well, we're seeking out. And, you know, Prince performed this song a little bit for the kind of parade tour. And then basically he kind of didn't really perform it ever again. In recent years, he'd kind of, he did this thing where he had mountains go into Shake Your Body Down to the Ground by the uh, Jackson 5. Mm. And he would kind of start with one and then finish with the other. And there are a few recordings of that that were put up on the um, on some of his various different websites before he swore off the internet. Um, <laughs> so um, you can find those around the place. But yeah, you know, he kind of, he stopped performing this song, and like I said, you can find live versions of it now with the Revolution performing it. Uh, and I think you know some of those versions are—they're um, never going to be as good as with Prince because obviously you know Prince was the main attraction. But the rest of the Revolution do you know like a really good job, and it is fun to see them say Bobby on the drums and to see you know Bobby Z um, you know approaching sixty and yet still you know a really good drummer right and uh, you know it's just that's quite fun to watch I'd say out of five I would give this a four out of five yeah I'd go I'd go for yeah only because of course this album has kiss on it and that's a clear five out of five and so so you know you can't um you know I I like this song but you know kiss is 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 so clearly like an instant classic that it's hard to go that this is the same um you know this has you know a little bit more of a kind of experimental edge, edge to it as well so you know, it feels kind of interesting, but an odd choice for a single, I, w- I would say. But still, 
kind of understandable because it is kind of you know what what Prince thinks a pop song should sound like is <laughs> is kind of you know the the genre it feels like it's in because you know Prince has a very kind of particular way of doing stuff so you know particularly like the fact that the music video still has has some of the band members wearing clothes that key out on the background so you can you can still see through like people's arms and elbows that you shouldn't be able to so right. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh i just i don't know I, sometimes i think prince has this kind of amateurish feel to the way he does certain things and with some of the music videos um, you kind of get a little bit of that yeah he's he's equal parts calculating but also going by what his heart tells him <laughs> so it's fun yeah i'd uh yeah the i guess yeah slightly naff lyrics but i think i'd go a four out of five as well because the instrumentation is just impeccable, and no, and that that the, the horn line is just is just so great. Yeah, you know, I think Atlanta Bliss, you know, he he only stays with Prince for you know like the from eighty six through to like late eighty eight. Um, Eric Leeds stays a little bit longer, um, you know, but th- like the band that emerges out of Prince firing, you know, like the the Purple Rain. Uh, revolution and the kind of touring band that he ends up with for 87 88 is probably my favorite band Mm. and you know the addition of atlanta bliss is kind of uh you're one step away from that band because once you get levi cesar as well then that's the kind of last element of the the kind of 87 88 touring band Mm. so you know this is the this the debut of atlanta bliss is kind of the first step towards what is my favorite iteration of of musicians that play with Prince. Nice. You know, so I feel we should go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Tim? Uh, not particularly. <laughs> find me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm called Glam Crackers. Okay. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure what you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once again for joining me to talk about this, Tim. Thanks for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye. That life was never ending But all good things they say Never last And love isn't love Until it's past